Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Richard Polly, and uh, joining me is Ben Hibbert. Hello there. New regular Ben. You're only meant to be popping <laughs> on once or twice. What's going Just on? I'll, oh, you let, let everyone down. We need someone. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody reliable. So we got you because we couldn't find anyone, yeah? That seems to be the case, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, and also joining us today is a uh, special guest star, my vocal twin, Daryl McDowell. <laughs> Hello there. How's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's good. been good past few weeks. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on to join us. Um, we're going to talk about a handful of different things today. Um, we've not had any FFG releases um, or any new news since the last one. Um, or did we? No, we had the um, the droid gunship, didn't we? Um, yes. But we're not really going to talk about that much, very much, I think. But we might just touch on it a little bit. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Dathomir. We're going to talk a little bit about Nantexes, but not in the way you probably think we are. Um, and we're just going to have a, a bit of a general chinwag and see where we go. So um, for those of you that don't know, um, which is probably nobody, um, the Gold Squadron slash Fly Better Galaxies Tournament had its second or third? Second. Second hate. Second hate. Uh, last weekend, um, it was called Dathomir, and it was the one run in the UK time zone. Um, so there was uh, a lot of people from the UK, Europe, uh, entered it. There were a few uh, luminaries from outside. So uh, shout out to people like Will Haywood, who lives in Chicago and is a member of Gold Squadron, who was playing at whatever, minus six hours to everybody else, um, just playing in the middle of the night for some I think I heard and... that they had to get up at like four o'clock, no, three o'clock in the morning or something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Literally the best. Uh, I know some people are thinking about doing other different time zone ones, but just because they don't have to ask their girlfriend slash wife slash fiance permission if they're starting playing at 11 p.m. and finishing playing at 7 a.m. Because, you know, she's got nothing planned for those hours other than sleeping. So um not sure what happens in the eight hours after that, or you know. But anyway, uh, so it wouldn't go uh, down well at my house. That tell you. <laughs> no, no, you're just going to be looking after the kid all day tomorrow by yourself. Is that all right? Uh, <laughs> and if I make and if I make cut the day after as well, uh, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so Daryl, you did all right at Dathomir. Um, can how many people were in it? Two uh, I think there was. I think there was a hundred and seventy-six or something that had actually paid in, but only a yeah. hundred and sixty-four or something in around there um, actually ended up playing on the day. So there was ten-ish people that couldn't make it for whatever reason. That's fair enough. So actually, bigger than an Element Games Store Championship for a change, which is good. A little bit, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Um, that's an ongoing joke, but it is ridiculous. Like people go, I want to store champions. It's like you went three and zero with you and your seven mates. You went to store championship <laughs> at our place. You've got to do, you've got to do six and zero, and then come back the next day for a top sixty-four cut. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway. One of the joys of having a, a good player base, actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I complain, but I shouldn't. Um, yeah, and we're spoiled so, for space as well. Yeah, exactly. We've got a shop that can run that size of event. Um, so um, you went 6-0 and and you finished third in Swiss, is that right? Yes, yes, that on, was the on a, bottom 6-0. On, on MOV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two Nantex lists um, above me. but I was yeah. just going to say, try harder next time, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I was going in purely to make the top 32 so that yeah. I get to play in the main event in October, November, mm-hmm. whenever it is, um, which I got there, so I'm happy enough. 
cool, cool. Um, and so your list was interesting though yeah your list, yeah. Your list um, is an interesting list so um i know it as daryl's weird six bomber list but would you um well it's had an evolution since then um start well it's now five but it was originally six so at the start of the lockdown uh dave sutcliffe uh we were chatting on the slack channel and he suggested the bomber list we were talking about different potential ship ideas and he suggested the bombers i was like yeah i could do that give it a go so it started out as a six ship four with proxy mines and two with seismics but two dice guns aren't very good against things like silencers so it then evolved into take out one of the 30 point seismic ships and add in five concussion missiles and that yeah. now has the ability to punch things in the face and mm -hmm. they don't want to be behind you because they'll then have to kill themselves with proxy mines so yeah. uh yeah um then because of the nantex winning the first Galaxies event, I decided to switch out a concussion missile for Diamond Boron, um, which sensible. Yeah, um, it and you're, it's unique generally just three dice, but occasionally it does more. Yeah, um, so they're unique, aren't they? Diamond Boron. Yes. Can only have yeah. One. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it does take up two missile slots, so there's very few ships can actually fly it. Yeah, I think very um, few factions actually. I think. Yeah. Like, uh, three is there three ships maybe four ships and um, the faction so, so i, know, I, think I it's the bomber it. uh yeah so there's the separatist bomber can take one of them i think can take two missile slots um yeah. the aggressor can it take yeah I think the, the aggressor might actually be able yeah. to take yeah because it can take um barrage rockets yeah 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 so it's anything that can take barrage rockets can yeah can take so it. it's the, in rebels it's the k-wing there's not many more than that is there Anyway, yeah, yeah so, it's very, um, very restricted. But. So, I mean, what it does is if you hit with it, any ship within range not to one that has the same or lower agility than the ship that you're shooting at has to roll Correct. a dice and it takes a hit or a crit. So, yeah. if you're looking at Nantex that are flying in a six ship formation or in two threes, yeah. um, if you hit, then you're doing a bit of splash damage, basically. Yes, yes. You um, need to spend an extra charge, but yeah. Um, so, it's got three charges, so you can do that splash damage once, basically, isn't it? The bombers uh, can well, reload. Yeah, they can reload, but oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the one times generally enough. Um, it also works against the Nantex even if you shoot one that has a tractor token because its base initiative is what you're taking off, not how many green dice it should be rolling. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, uh, did you did you play against Nantex at all? Nope, nope. The whole way through, I played against everything else. <laughs> um, I did well, play against Separatists, but. Um, I played against a good mix, actually. Because mm -hmm. um, you, you, you met a lot of Ray, didn't you? Uh, I met Ray round five. It was Mac Coggins. Yep. And uh, beat him. And then I met Ray in the top 32. Um, but mm -hmm. after the six rounds, I had a league game, which was mm -hmm. another guy playing Ray ZZ Tally, and I beat him. So it took the third <laughs> the third. Uh, meeting with Ray to lose a game. And sadly, so that, that was, was in the top 32. So. so that was Tom Fields, and he's from over Sheffield way, and he's been flying yeah. Ray forever. And yeah. uh, Ray is now good, and he's got a lot of experience with Ray. So um, I say yeah. Ray is now good. Ray's now dropped to the points value where you can put a decent squad around her. Um, so, yeah, he's probably one of the most experienced Ray players in the UK at the moment because he's, he's never stopped flying her, from what I understand. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually a big fan of Ray. Um, the damage output 
with all of the like you need to put a lot of toys in that basket but it does make her punch hard yeah so uh, what's the secret what's the secret source of your list like because you went six and oh against a strong field you know there was yeah. you beat bartosh yeah um, uh, you beat, beat marcel as well yeah marcel manzano so you yeah. know marcel i just go top four top eight at worlds it's a casual <laughs> thing for me um, <laughs> yeah you know bartos uk national champion um now he was flying dash and chopper which i suspect that you just gobbled up with um the, yeah with the um uh, yeah you, like, you must uh, have been quite pleased with that. yeah oh definitely um uh there was a couple of matches which were very tight um and i think the fact that people don't see the bombers on the table very often plays well plays into my advantage because people don't know to expect how far back i can drop proxy mines <laughs> um and how far bombardier and nimble bomber yes yes so you so can drop with those yeah one straight two straight and one and two banks so you know cover... no one ever remember the banks do they no. yeah yeah like you can cover so if you made um so on tabletop simulator you can make um like your front arc appear and if you do that with the rear the range two band that that whole band you can drop proxy mines in there and it wow. overlaps uh into range one and a little bit into range three so like you can cover a lot of ground that's filthy but you can drop with ones anyway so yeah oh that's horrible yeah that's <laughs> uh. That's yeah. disgusting. So, I mean, what do you think the list has got that, you know, because going 6-0, you know, you get the, the unfamiliarity, but it's got you past a couple of incredibly strong players who don't get phased by an unfamiliar list being plonked on opposite them. You know, that's, yeah, they're used to um, that. Um, what, what do you think the list's got that, that makes it a, a 6-0 contender? So, 6 hole is definitely up there. The, uh, there was one of my opponents, he kept saying, you're going to tell me it's got one health again, aren't you? And yeah, like whenever he shot at stuff, it's like, oh yeah, it's got one health left. Oh yeah, it's got one health left. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so the six hull definitely gives you the capability to shake off that first engage and then just return fire. Mm-hmm. Um, against my second round opponent, actually, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Gail Godsmith. I'm not even sure that's, that's correct. definitely right. Yeah, we'll go with that. So he was playing three Ruthless Strikers and two Reapers with, oh, I can't remember what the upgrade is, but it basically turns your Reapers into um, an obstacle. So if I shoot through them, they get the defender gets uh, an extra green dice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something Scrambler. I don't know what it's called. Um, like that game, I lost a bomber before it shot. So his three Ruthless Strikers just took a bomber straight off the table. I then returned fire, dealt sort of like half a half a hull to a Reaper. He then did another five damage to a bomber, and I still pulled that one back. So, like the capability to just shrug off and then put myself in a position where I don't mind if I'm pointing the wrong direction because they really don't want to be behind me. Uh, so I mean, it's low initiative, so you're jumping in, taking target locks when you can. I guess so you can use your concussion missiles. Yeah, and if you're outside uh, range three, you're just taking focuses. Yeah, so uh, range control, range control is definitely the big, big factor. Um, so what you mean? It's a skill based list, Daryl. Yeah, like it's a game of positioning, you know. Um, <laughs> so if yeah, you want to keep yourself just out of range three to start with, and then the 
Uh, the fact that the bomber has a barrel roll linked to your target lock uh, works exceptionally well with munitions. The three bank barrel roll towards the enemy, take a target lock, can cover a lot of ground. Um, I was and just then, looking at the dial. The dial's actually really good, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. It, all um, it's not got is like hard ones. Yep. 5k. Anything uh, with a 5k is a good dial. It's not got a 5 straight. It doesn't need a five straight. It's a five really K dial. Yeah, yeah, very good, very very good. Um, blues are a little lacking, but yeah. they're good enough. Um, Got two bank camp, yeah. Yeah, uh, one, two, three straight, and two banks. Um, That's all you need. Blue one straight out of a five K, it's fine. And then you've got <laughs> the linked action barrel roll to target lock as well. So. Yeah, or the other way, um, barrel roll, whichever way it is. It's uh, a yeah. barrel roll into a lock. So. Yeah. Like, I would say don't focus that often is probably the main takeaway from that list. Um, when I started playing it, I focused a lot um, whenever there was no munitions, and I would end up having to take, you know, four or five focuses off the table because my opponents just went, killed that one, and left the other ones, and I didn't roll any eyeballs. So um, just taking target locks and making my damage output as consistent as possible is. It's definitely one of the things that got me as far as it did. Cool, sounds good. That's what Darren did with his the four jump masters. He's like, they've got enough hull, so don't yeah. worry about it. Just take locks and try and push damage through. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Got the same chance of improving your damage as you do with a focus, but if you're not the item roll good, then you get to keep your lock for next time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, the target lock also gives you a slightly better chance on crits. Which yeah. against ships with no uh, shields can be very important as well. Yeah, it's like a fraction of a percent, but it is a fraction of a percent more. So it's fine. yeah, um, cool. All right, well, well done, um, and congratulations on the spot in um, whatever they're calling it, the big final tournament. Coruscant, oh, Coruscant. Yes, yeah. Coruscant. That's the one. It's the, yep. the last of the the last of the planets, the core planet. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, well done, man. Um, congratulations. Um, we're just going to have a quick chat. Um, obviously, the, the event was won by Fan Langalan. Um, we talked to the um, Andrew, who came second last week. Uh, so we're not going to kind of deconstruct anything else about the list. We just wanted to get Daryl on because his, his list was unique and interesting. And you no know, friend of the show stayed in my house once, shared a glass of whiskey. So all that's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> um, so um, I, I did notice that uh, all of the Scimitar bombers that were played at the event made the uh, top 32. So Is it, is it just you playing them? No, no, there was someone else. <laughs> there was one other ship. There was, there was literally one other. other. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is fly bombers, 100% chance you make cut. Yeah, pretty it's not, much. It's not bombers, it's scimitar squadrons because there was oh, a named sorry. pilot who didn't make cut. Do you yeah. notice how Daryl's very specifically <laughs> choosing his words here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and every person who played in the game called Daryl McDowell made cut. So if you want to make cut, change your game by Daryl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we want to have a quick chat about Nantex because obviously there's a lot of um, 
people chatting up on the internet about the fact that Nantex are the unbeatable plague against you know of X Wing that they're chatting you know more, more of an N, more of an NPE than Ghost Fen and you know it, it basically a lot of people are a bit down in the dumps about it so we're not going to run over about whether they are or whether they're not um, but we are going to talk a little bit about the impact that they've had on the meta and some of the lists that have been doing well against them um, so that you can think about. Uh, whether you can build a squad that you like uh, using the same kind of components or the same kind of things as those Nantexes. So that said, um, Ollie Pocknell went on the Veteran Instincts YouTube, um, which is a 186th YouTube channel where they have people talking back through the decisions that they make. And it's it's worth having a look. If you Google Veteran Instincts on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, he played Dash. Wedge and Jake, and he beat Nantex. Now, Dave Wynn, another Sith taker, has been playing Dash, Wedge, and Jake, and he reckons that it's really good against Nantex as well. Now, what do you two think of that as a as a starter for 10? Um, I definitely think Dash and Wedge are both solid choices. Um, Dash has the capability to just completely one-shot um, because of the four red dice. Um, and wedge i6 with the ability to essentially tractor ship again like if you can pick on a ship that has tractored itself that round everything you put into it is going to deal damage essentially um but you then have to watch out for six small pew pews coming back at you with their turrets so um it's definitely got a chance um, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how consistent it's going to be, but I do like Dash. Um, do you mean Jake's giving Dash? I imagine Jake's giving Wedge focuses. Well, it, he's given either, isn't he? Whichever one he double modded Wedge is nasty. Yeah, yeah, but then Dash gets a double modded because he locks himself and then t- gets two focuses with his perceptive, and then he does Bistan because the whole thing is Bistan for two shots, isn't it? And if one of the shots is lock and focus, and then the looking. second <laughs> shot is just a focus, um, then you know you're throwing out two four dice shots. Or, you know, Bartosz was flying um, dash with chopper, um, with the idea with trick shot and outrider, with the idea being you're double tapping five dice um, shots, single modded. So you know you're r- riding the variance there and hoping that you get paint um, and not blanks. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he was running the Outrider title as well, though. So even yeah. with the trick shot, you're negating their benefit from the obstruction. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so it's really dirty. Everything I mean, sort of clicks into place and works together. Yeah. What one of the Sith takers um, called Jed was flying Bistan Dash years ago. Like it feels like back in the kind of opening days of version two. Um, and I played a game against him and. That thing was brutal then when Dash was massively high-pointed and we were like, oh, there's no point having that. And he literally had that Dash build plus Wedge and that was it. And it's come down cheap enough now that you can also now put um, Wedge, uh, not Wedge, Jake in next to it Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a brutal list then. You know, that double tap, as long as your dice run okay, um, is is horrible. It's a horrible thing. Um, And then, you know, obviously Wedge is just Wedge. So... Um, the other one that I've seen doing well is Mark, uh, Martin Purvis, who's another Sith taker. 
um, just today was playing um, triple Imperial Aces into um, five Patranaki Aces with Grievous. Mm-hmm. Um, and he so he was using Fifth Brother, Suntir, and Vader. And he pulled that out. Uh, he got a win on that. Um, so, you know, Aces. I mean, Aces have Energoids. always been the answer <laughs> to a swarm, haven't they? Yeah. It's just Fifth Brother. Fifth Brother could definitely be one of the better choices there um, with homing Eight. missile. Yeah, homing missile and passive sensors. Basically, you you know take your passives and then mm-hmm. at your turn to shoot after your two I sixes, you say, "Are you gonna you know take two hits and die, or are you gonna let me throw a homing missile at you?" Um, <laughs> die. Die. Yeah, die that's anyway. a good point. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. having the passive sensors allows you to then choose whatever you need to finish off. Yeah, um, rather yeah. than fire control. Yeah, I like Which- that actually. Which is pretty pretty neat list. I mean, he was running it at one eight six, so you know, he was saying mine is the bid unless anybody goes mental. <laughs> um, yeah, like nobody's bidding that deep at the minute. So you no. know, I, I almost would have put some more points into it. Uh, I haven't even seen aces run that low for a long time. No, not not even Boba Fenn runs down to one eight six. So it's uh, yeah, it's a bit crazy. Have you have either of you got any concepts or any notions about beating the Nantex? Or not beating it, but what kind of list archetypes you think would have a good? I, I think anything that throws a lot of dice is going to do quite well, really. Like we've seen the ghosts. I imagine, like the, de- I think the decimated slowness probably still has legs against it if it can mm-hmm. maybe take one or two out early game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that you either want something that is shooting before it. Um... So like I five, I six sort of thing, like the aces or uh Ray's easy tally and potentially taking something off the table before it gets to fire. That could be one path to victory or I would actually I would really like to play against it with my bomber list. Um aces don't like being hit with proxies. And <laughs> if they ever end up behind me, you know, they're not gonna have a fun time. But yeah. One of their strategies, the Nantech strategies, is to kind of blast past you and then, you know, tractor rotate um, focus and then, you know, deploy their side arcs and then, you know, mm-hmm. come and in broadside. and try and, yeah, and then try and line up bullseyes the turn after that or the turn after that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if you took that option away from them and leaving, you know, because as you say, you've got the range two, the range one and range two um, range bands behind you. That they just can't be in. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that would get played around. I mean, the thing is, we know that Nantex are good, and good players like Fan, when they take Nantex, are going to be really, really clever with them and do really well with them. Um, I just think that there's a few, I, I don't think they're going to be as prevalent in events because a lot of people are going to start teching against them. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, really bending their mind to strategies for how to beat them. So right. Um, Paul Heaver, three times world champion, has said, I think we all just need to think about turn zero and how you deploy your rocks and what obstacles you're taking. So like, instead of just plonking down the three biggest rocks and being like, oh, whatever, that'll do. Do you want to take debris now? Because Nantex hate debris and, you know, cluster two of them in the middle of the table. You know, is that what what you want to do? Or do you want to do something entirely different? Um, You know, and how you position yourself to start off with? Yeah. I would definitely say turn zero is very strong. Um, you need to 
be aware of where you can be and where your opponent can be. Um, like the Nantex, I think always take clouds, as in gas clouds, um, yep. because there's very little negative to it. Um, yeah, the Bree, if they run over, yeah, they really don't like being stressed. Um, it limits what they can do. Um, but I don't know. Like, I would be interested to see what something like the Fochu does um, against the Nantex, because yeah. if you can if you can cluster enough bodies in the way. So that they can't, uh, like, if they bump into stuff, yes, they can reposition with the tractor. But if they can't reposition and get out of arcs because there's too many bodies in the way, like, not having the focus or the evade every turn could be the death of them. Um, I mean, I guess the Focho might beat them on a on a straight jab. So that's the first order eight um, cheapest possible type of pilots. Um, yeah. Might beat them on a straight joist, but I suspect the good Nantex players are just going to then say, "Oh well, aces beat a swarm, and I've now got six aces playing against that swarm, um, and we'll just break it out and you know come in at six different angles and just do all that nonsense." And then they're always yeah. going to be getting bullseyes and crack shots and predators and stuff. So um... I, I still think that the um, the 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 original like droid swarm of um, the vultures and the hyenas still has game against it. I yeah, just think people set. have got bored of flying it and fancied something different. I mean, we yeah. saw Actor Act just did well with it, flying pretty much the similar list that Tom was flying at the store champs. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because it's it's built to take off things that have got shields because it's got the plasmas and all the, the you know the munitions and stuff. But it's just as effective because it is just throwing a lot of dice. It's kind of saying, come on then, you know. Infinite yeah. calculates for the thing that the Nantex yeah. are shooting at. If your dice run okay... They might take one out before you fire, and then you know you're probably going to take one of them back off as well. So, yeah, like plasmas, sadly, aren't very good against the uh, against the Nantex because they have zero shield. But yeah. it's still a three dice gun. For yeah, a couple of yeah. Shots. So you, know. you can always chuck more of the. Um, is it concussion? I can't remember which missile they put on. So the ones that you were flying that flips crits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, six points for concussions, um, which. Uh, was it plasmas are eight points, so you would still be a couple of points short of the, just putting three concussions into the list because yeah. they re, uh, they did reduce the points on plasmas, but they also you know messed around with the points cost for the I one <laughs> droid. So, but you can take a you can get rid of a hyena and replace it with a normal drone, and then put concussions on it, and your points probably work out. Because you don't need the second hyena if you're taking away the plasma. Because the only reason that second one's in is for the plasma. First one's in for probe droids. Second one's in so it can carry a plasma torpedo. So, uh, well, any droid can take a, a. Oh, it's a plasma torpedo. Yeah, uh, any any of their ships can take missiles. Um, yeah. you could possibly so... switch just switch the second hyena straight onto a concussion rather than having it a plasma. Mm -hmm. You can still bring in a seven ship munitions list at around two hundred points mm -hmm. without shredding shedding struts off a couple, which is the you have to um, drop two mm -hmm. struts to bring it in. How many points is a Discord missile actually? Is it four or five? Yeah, something like that. So I've just been messing. You can mm -hmm. fit three hyenas with concussion missiles, um, one with the probes, and then th four vultures, one without the Discord missiles. 
Well, I'm flying munitions droids list in the Steel City team tournament at the minute. So next round, when we get paired into one of the Nantex lists, I'm going to say to the lads, I'll do Nantex and we'll see what happens. Yeah, see how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. See how wrong our hot take is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben and Daryl told me this would work. Oh, what's going on? Um, it's all nice right, to cool. think it's a mint list. Ah, it is. It's a, it's a great list. Um, and I think it'll still do very well. Um, and it's probably just not having people moaning about it because they're all moaning about the Nantex. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. um, uh, right, we're gonna we're gonna just skip on um, from Nantex. But yeah. suffice to say, just in in closing, that um, there are ways to beat it, but you need to think about it. And there's not a list that somebody's gonna magically come up with that if you plunk it down on the table, you're gonna hundred percent of the time win against Nantex because it's a strong list. Um, so you know you do have to think about it and. Um, Maybe take a few learning games to to get your head around your approaches and your strategies and your tactics that you need to to adopt to do that. So cool. Um, so um, just a quick touch on um, the HMP Droid Gunship article. Um, there's a few things that I want to pick out about it, but I'm going to ask you guys first. Did anything catch your catch your eye? Take your fancy. I'm a big fan of the uh, configuration or title or whatever it is. The one that allows you to side slip the, the um, absolute nonsense as it is yeah 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 oh yeah i like i like nonsense nonsense is good keeps <laughs> things interesting it's the thing that made the tts developers start scratching their heads and figuring out how they were going to implement it that one <laughs> yeah that's it that's it um yeah like um we aren't still so there was a discussion on the one of the rules forums about the idea of if you put a two bank right in does that send you to the right, now facing left, or does it send you to the left, but you're actually facing right? And we don't currently know. But either way, as long as everybody understands how it works, then it'll be fine either way. But I oh, really I see. like the idea of uh, being able to just move in an unusual way. Yeah, um, It's like having a weird sloop or a weird you know, talon roll or something. Um, yeah, that's nice. Did you like anything in the, in the article at all, Ben? Well, I've, I'm back to remember it, so let's have a quick look at it. I yeah, that's, why, that that's why I let Daryl talk for a bit. The dial <laughs> is pants again, isn't it? Yeah, there's um, a lot of hard twos, a lot of reds. So, yeah. yeah, the configuration is definitely taken into account with that dial. Um, the One of the sides of the configuration makes your straights easier. So the it has a four and a five straight red. With the configuration the right way around, they become white. Um, oh, that's cool. Which is something to take into account. Um, I'm not sure how much the configuration is going to cost. I'm assuming it's going to cost something, but yeah. I don't It'll, know it how won't be much. much. Configs don't cost much, do they? So how, like, much is, how much is in Snare? It's essentially yeah. a config. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a config but, by a different name. I know, but the the U the pivot wing for the U wing and the the S foils for the X wings and and the B wings are. Three mm-hmm. or two for the B wing. So. Yeah, the B wing costs something. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's the repulsor. It's the thing that lets you side slip. Um, basically, when you're preparing to side slip, your dial becomes terrible because you can move sideways. So it feels like a decent bit of balance. Um, it's also got the uh, 180 arc, which is always nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the time on target. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the things that jumped out to me was the because um, obviously I don't play separatists or I don't collect separatists. I should say I'll play them on TTS. Um, <laughs> Was um, the the generic stuff? So multi missile pods, they look pretty cool. Um, they've got a nice ability where they uh, they uh, reward good flying. So 
um, if if they're in your, it's a it's like a one eighty arc it's, attack. It's similar but, to auto blasters. Yeah, so it's like if it's in your one eighty arc, it's two dice. If it's in your um, front ninety firing arc, it's three dice, and if it's in your bullseye, it's four dice. So it's like you know, the better you fly it, the better it is. It's two missile slots, so we discussed earlier. There's not many ships that will be able to take it, um, but hmm. you know, we might see things like K wings suddenly turning up with horrible two hundred and seventy degree missile loaded arcs. Um, or whatever. That's um, quite interesting. It's got a uh, reload into a red calculator. Yes. Yeah. There's a um, yeah. There's a few of the new ships that have uh, linked calculates. Um, the Imperial Brute is it? Uh, has like a oh, is it arc rotate into cal- red calculate? But yeah. it has a yeah. focus normally. Um, there's some yeah. fluff in the canon about it having a sort of computer-operated targeting system or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Some justification. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Synced Laser Cannon, which I will admit, when I first read the um, the title of it and I saw that it was a cannon and I thought, is this TLT come back to haunt us? <laughs> um, but it's not, uh, it's not a turret. It's a three-dice primary weapon, range two to three. And if you're calculating, the defender doesn't apply range bonus, so you can plink away at range three. So the only ships that can take this and really get any benefit out of it are things in the Separatist faction and the IGs. Um, yeah, so, pretty much. Oh, uh, the B-Wing. Yeah, technically a B-Wing cannon, can take cannon it. Plus, yeah. yeah, if you build your entire list around getting a double tap with this, with K2SO in a ship and also some other thing and something else as well, then B-Wings can get some value out of it. Or you can just fly IGs and tear people up with it. And it'll yeah, be amazing. But- the uh, the the your opponent not getting the range bonus involves you not spending that calculate though. Yeah. So you either have to get lucky with just rolling naturally or have a target lock. Um. So like it's a three dice range three cannon, which okay, that's fine. Um. I'm not convinced how often the uh, lack of range bonus is going to kick in though. I just think it's nice and it reduces the level of green dice for people and things that I think it's going to be hot, really hot on the IGs and on the uh, some of the other separatist stuff because they've got access to other calculates. So yeah. they've always got two. Um, so, you know, they can modify with one and still keep one to take the range bonus off. Or you can just go, do you know what? I'll modify with two. I've got three hits. You can have your range bonus um, yeah. because I've got three hits. So I don't really care. Yeah, um, very true. And then the other one was um, the bomb. Oh, of course I like the bomb. Um, cause it'll oh, go concussion Venice. bomb? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a lovely little mechanism, but it's, it'll it'll ruin you as much times as it'll win games for you. Um, it's got three charges, but once you start dropping it, you have to drop them all um, in sequential system phases, unless you've managed somehow to reload them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Liam Baker, Ian Barker, Ian Barker. <laughs> yeah, I play um, with him now quite regularly. Yeah. Um, and yes, I heard about that. <laughs> he, uh, it's, it's got to the point where I genuinely don't know which one is actually true. Um, <laughs> you're not helping, Ben, because I know it's Liam, but I'm not sure. It's Ian Barker. <laughs> so he was saying that probably um, Emon Azamine can take this, and by deliberately attempting to three hard drop a bomb off the mat, would be able to reload and then fail to drop every turn. Yeah. Um, but whether that actually works, because it says you must spend one to drop a concussion bomb, 
If yeah. You, so, so you send it, you drop it, then it doesn't work. So then you get your charge and your token back. Do you then have to try and drop again or not? Probably so, not. Right. So that one is another one of the ones that has come up. And so if you drop something, if you drop a munition or bomb mine, whatever, and it lands partially outside of the board, then yes, you get your charge back and uh, you act like it never happened. But in the rules, it says that you may try again or something to that effect. So because this is telling you you have to drop, I'm not sure that you can choose to not put it somewhere. But if you actually did a K-turn and your rear end is pointing at the end, edge of the table, it's not going to go into an infinite loop or anything like that. So Yeah, but if you're Emon, you can, instead of three hard dropping it, you can one straight drop it and it stays on or whatever. Or three hard the other direction, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so... it'll stay on. So anyway, I'm sure somebody will make a decision and then we'll all play by that until FFG tell us we're all wrong. Um, but I, mean, I, I, I wish I wish they would tell us we're wrong about some stuff. <laughs> like just a response, whether it's positive or negative. I would just like them to say, "Here's some rules answers that you've been asking for the past year God, and a half." Daryl, Daryl, we're not a rules podcast. <sighs> we're not a rules podcast. Sigh, sigh. No, 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 I understand that. That's, that's why I'm here because you don't know the rules. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I do know the rules. Um, cause listen to our streams. You know that Ben knows I always cheat all the time. So I must know the rules if I'm doing it on purpose. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's also um, the fact that you are, are an idiot. Yeah. That that's, it's, it's not cheating if it's through, you know, it's, it's cheating <laughs> with malice of forethought. It's not cheating if you're just dopey. Um, so, <laughs> that um, bomb is yeah. filthy. Isn't it? <laughs> Deal a face down damage card. Yeah, yes. and it's plate. It sneaks under shields. Um, oh, man. So, yes, uh, that has the capability to, if you can, so if you can drop the first one with a fuse and then the second one the next turn and oh. an A wing <laughs> flies beside both of them, it kills it. Yeah. It goes, goes under the shields, just That's straight weird. up kills an A wing. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. I'm going to try it out on Venny so hard. Like, I'm just going to take proton bombs off and stick it on there. I'm going to enjoy that. It's going to be good fun. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it looks really, really nice as a as a bomb. And the, the fact that you have to use all three of them in a row isn't really an issue because, like, once you're once you're in the point of the game where you're ready to start dropping proton bombs, you're normally dropping both of them in consecutive turns anyway um, because, you know, that's when people are trying to get behind you or whatever. So. Um, and it's old proton bomb ability, isn't it? It's you know deals a face up damage card under shields. Um, so then and they need a strain to... unless they flip something face up. Yeah. yeah, is it a strain or a deplete? Is a strain oh. on this one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I anyway, want to say strain. Anyway. I'm assuming yeah. Vinny can Here's reload. Strain. He can, but if he doesn't get his actions, that if he doesn't take focuses, then he just dies. Um, so yeah, he is as a strain. Not yeah. to one must expose a damage card or take a strain token. So mm-hmm. I was supposed you say I'll expose a damage card. Oh, I don't have any. Um, oh no, but you will have one. Well, yeah, yeah. A, a face down. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, because yeah. it says it, then. Yeah, it's one damage unstrained or a crit. Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess I'd, I'd definitely be interested to see how much it ends up costing. Over. Yeah. Um, so it's essentially, it's like. It wants to be a proton bomb, and it has an yeah. extra charge. Yeah, you wouldn't take these and proton bombs. That would just be pointless. Yeah, 
but you then have the downside of having to deploy them all in consecutive turns unless you can reload after the first. So yeah, might be in and around five to eight points. I don't I, know how much, though. I don't know. I, d- I have no idea. Can't even countenance what it's going to cost, but it's good. So it might be worth mm-hmm. you know shuffling things around. As you say, with fuses, you can do some horrific stuff where you're just carpet bombing areas. Um, or you can use Nim. <laughs> Yeah, and just leave it there forever. Cheapers, that's horrific. <laughs> right, D- don't right. Okay, um, I think we're um, we're coming to the end anyway. Um, of what we had planned to talk about. So, um, have either of you two got anything else you wanted to shout out about? Nah, I'm good. All right, no, cool. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm just enjoying right. playing a lot of X-wing online. That uh, I'm now playing a lot more X-wing these days than I did before lockdown, which is great. Again, not, not so, having to play against the same four other people. Oh, so no, I still do play against them. I just do it online. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the, the only other thing I wanted to say was something that was um, came out a lot at the end of version one when people were flying a load of Ghost Fen, a lot of 100-point Miranda and all that stuff, is you might not want to play against somebody because they're playing Nantex. It doesn't mean you need to be a dick to that person because they're playing Nantex. You know, it's a legal list in the game and we're all playing it for competitive reasons or, or for whatever reasons. Um, if you don't want to play against somebody who's flying Nantex, they plonk it on the table. Do you, man, you scoop. And if it's a competitive game or in a league or a tournament or whatever, they get the win and everybody goes, oh, Nantex are amazing. Look, another one won 200 nil somewhere. Um, yeah. Or, you know, just try and figure out a way to beat it. But there's no need to be a dick to the people who are choosing to play it because, you know, they get to, to make the choice. So just be nice to each other, really, except for if it's Ben and then mm. be incredibly but I like rude it. to him all the time. <laughs> I, I would definitely say that the more NPE card would be heroic if you're not playing it. Because <laughs> whenever your opponent goes three blank greens into three evades and you're like, that ship should be dead. What did, what do you... Uh, it's the best one-point card ever and I will not hear that argued again. So, oh no, I'm totally okay with it being one point. It's just, it's just feel bad, feel bad whenever uh, they blank out into full of aids. The thing is, for <laughs> how bad that feels for you, that's how good it feels for the result. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I They've totally understand. Got to yeah. use it because yep, it's yep. pointless. But yep. also, also the resistance player is opening themselves up to four blanks into four blanks on the final table of a hyperspace championship against Lewis Witham. And who example. would ever do that? Why would I you do that? Know. I don't what? know. Lulu betrayed me, and I will never, ever forgive him. <laughs> yep. yep. So, anyway, on that note, cheers, Lewis. Um, <laughs> on, on that note, oh, well done, Lewis, for winning your uh, your Harlequins tournament. Harlequins had a wee, uh, a wee mini tournament today, and Lewis went 4-0 and won it. I've no idea what he used, but it was probably filth. So, um, anyway, well done. I don't even think he listens, but right. <laughs> If that's All the right. case, I don't wish him well. Wish you lost. <laughs> I did actually see there was an event run today, and it was uh, Ollie's list won it, and Nantex came second, and some sort of first order list, oh, I, I think, was came third. Yeah, potentially might have been that, that event. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, but, that was um, a different one. Yeah, no, Harlequins don't put their stuff up on the internet. <laughs> they haven't got the internet in Preston. It's um... <laughs> Uh, it's one of those backwaters. Yeah, 
It's like the old oh, well. No, I'm going to stop it. You, you 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 put the podcast onto a floppy disk and mail it to them, right? With a guy exactly. on horseback. That's it. <laughs> right, okay. That's it. Cool, I do cool. occasionally play up there, so I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for coming on, Daryl. It's been a pleasure chatting to no you. No problem. It's been good. And uh, cheers Thanks again, Ben. Thanks very much. No problem, mate. All right, so that's all from us. Uh, so uh, I can't do the goodbye from everybody because I basically made them say goodbye already. So uh, <laughs> bye, laters. Bye. bye. bye.